Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. But Romantic Warrior, he's well clear in the Hong Kong Cup. He's three lengths over Money Catcher, Denon the Kid. He is the perfect racehorse, Romantic Warrior. And he's now a Hong Kong Cup winner. Romantic Warrior by five for James McDonald. Bella Nipatina takes the lead. Kicks clear, two lengths, Rothfire. And best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina four lengths. And Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face. At the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck. But it's Animo clear. G'day punters and welcome to the Racing Previews Weekend Preview. Uh, it's just myself and Will on tonight. Nick, unfortunately, is on holidays. Still on holidays. Still. Um, still. We can't keep him away from the beers at the moment, but mm-hmm. happy times with him. Um, obviously, it was Magic Millions Day today. Bit of a trip out for me. My luck has been absolutely horrible at the moment. Maybe I'm just having a terrible run of it, but what did you make of the races today? I didn't watch much because it wasn't wasn't on TV. It was only on TV for about an hour and a half. It's just, I don't know. It was a debacle. Let, let's, yeah, it was. Well, we'll quickly chat about it. Mm. Absolute schmozzle this year, Magic Millions. Um, mm. Obviously, it was meant to be last Saturday. Got washed out and then they changed it to Thursday. They The coverage was 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Turnover would be down. Viewership would be down. Crowd yeah, would be I down. I barely watched it. Yeah, so... It was the a racing big, wasn't great either. Big F up. And yeah, to be honest, the racing wasn't that great either. I think the horse probably to take out of the day is that yellow brick in the guineas. Um, the Queenslander, he was yeah, most him. unlucky. Yeah, and mm. the market support. So he's probably the only horse I really want to take out of the day. But besides mm. that, quite a quite a disappointing Magic Millions. Obviously, it was yeah, good to I... see Tony Golan win the two-year-old. We spoke to him yeah. last week, so yeah. And I copped COVID out of it, if you can't tell already. So yeah, how was how was the your fir- bot's first trip away, and he got COVID? But how was it? Yeah, no, it was alright. It was yeah. good. I had a nice time. The races would have been good, but whatever. I wasn't betting there anyway, so it didn't affect me too much. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, one place you will be betting is Flemington because we know you love your Vic Metro racing, and they got the they got the rapid, rapid racing. racing on Friday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Little bit of no, it but is. 
anyway, what have they got? They've got seven races down the, seven the straight best. six. Oh, there's a couple of them over five furlongs, but you're, you're betting into race two. It is over 1,000 metres. Who are you backing here in the class one? Um, yeah, I'm backing, uh, oh, what's his name? Smile and Wave. I'm backing Smile and Wave. He's a massive figure in fast time at Mornington. First up, I love the big margins through the field and, and the market really stamped the form line with the, the fourth horse um, that finished their six lengths behind the winner. Um, starting $2.90 favourite at, at its next start a couple of days ago. Um, I know that I don't really like fan, um, finding um, the stable at the moment, um, Freedmans, because they're absolutely cast. They haven't they went they went through a, a patch where they they genuinely couldn't train a, a metro winner. They they trained like mm. one winner and what like a hundred hundred metro um, horses. Any anyway, but I'm, this horse is the rating. This horse would down if it repeats anywhere near that. I've got it regressing and I've got an even money favorite in in about a, an eighteen horse field. Like I think this this horse wins a lot of times. I think this horse is a good horse. It's well bred too. That gives me a bit of confidence. Like it's not just some horse that's bolted in, bolted in at Mornington and just won on speed. Like it's, it's son of um, I'm invincible. Yeah, it's son of I'm invincible. Out of a a, a Macfie mare. Like it's it's got some stub substance to it. And yeah, one by five lengths on debut. Um, run the the fastest last six hundred and four hundred the meeting. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head. I think it's yeah. I'm pre- I'm pretty happy with the bet. Um, it's been steamed already. Is pro- I think there's still a little bit of value in the price I took. Three dollars, um, but yeah, I, th- I think he'll be winning, or she, he or she. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they will be winning. Um, the next best horses. The, the other, the other thing I liked about it as well was that um, it's had a run under the belt, whereas some of the other horses in the market um, are first up. So if they if they run it along, which I think they should, Froggy can be aggressive here and and go straight to the front and just run them off their legs. I think this horse is a little bit too good for this. What do you oh, reckon yeah. they'll? Um, what do you reckon they do down the straight? tomorrow do you reckon they kind of split or do you reckon they go to the fence side given the rails out um or do you i don't know they just huddle up and go we go up the middle. middle there's 18 yeah. of them so um yeah. they'll probably want to favor the inside because it is the inside i mean i sorry the outside um yeah. they'd want to go to the outside because that's normally the best place to be at flemington um down the straight but um yeah i'm not too worried about it um i guess the usual the usual pattern at flemington is to be middle to wide and then and then as the races go on, um, try and go to the, the widest um, possible lanes. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought this this horse. Either way, the horse like this horse I'm backing is a front runner, so it doesn't really matter about the. Yeah, it can just go wherever it wants. Yeah. yeah. All right, the other race you, you're betting into is race seven. Um, are you with Zion here? Yeah, I am. It's gone off, gone off more than I um, I would have expected it to, but actually not really because I marked it what it is now. But um yeah, so Zion ran the fastest last everything um of the meeting after being beaten for early speed um on an on pace suited track last start at Wangaratta. Uh, his uh, his career peak is at this track, Flemington. Over, over it was over twelve hundred meters, but um eleven hundred's fine for this horse. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think he's just set to peak third up. Um, he's a horse that was he used to be in the Kieran Mark camp. He was a pretty good horse, but he always. Got back in his races. He's still getting back. He's got no early speed, but at Flemington, but drawn barrier fourteen. I think he gets every chance to um, to go past a couple of horses that are pretty limited. I feel and um, like they put up ten dollars. I took eight dollars. Um, that was a too much of a big price. And 
interestingly, um, Nick Ryan won this race last year with uh, Grand Pope. So there you go. I think it might be a little bit of a target race for Nick Ryan on Rapid Racing Day. Hundred so, percent, same colours as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think he's a good bet, or he was a good bet. Maybe not so much anymore. I've marked him four dollars, so I guess there is still some value in the price, but not as not as much as there was. Yep, beautiful. All right, that is Rapid Racing done. Very exciting yeah. stuff. Not. <laughs> we go to Mooney Valley on Saturday. Um, First meeting of the year, the rail will be in the true position. I was speaking to Marty. It's a soft five at the moment. He was going to just put down a few more mils of irrigation tonight um, before he put the rail up, but it should be getting back to a good four by race one and possibly even a good three with warm weather. Don't worry, this irrigation won't be calling the meeting off. Um, <laughs> our track doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't take rain that well, but it certainly takes it better than the Gold Coast by all reports. Yeah. All right. Race one is a two-year-old. I'm not sure if you'll have anything in this because there is a lot of unraced form, but did you have any lean at all? No, I'm not actually betting till race four, but um, I'll speak oh, about no. every race. But but yeah, so the race one, uh, I've got nothing, but there's a couple yep. of um, nicely bred horses here. That, uh, the the Godolphin horse, Amour, ran pretty, Amour. pretty Amour, yeah, whatever its name is. It ran pretty poor time on debut. I'd want to be... Um, staying clear of the ra- their raced form so I'd be leaning towards um, the the horses um, coming out of nice trials or, or whatever so um, yeah there's some pretty interesting breeding here like there's a horse out of real steel um, so that horse will probably get a little bit further um, and there's there'd been money around for this uh, this some people call me out of a um, I, I'm, it's out of Maurice so um, yeah alright uh, I watch and learn for me. These these horses I'll be betting on later in the in the autumn, I think. Yeah, beautiful. Um, well, race two we go to the sprints of benchmark seventy eight over a thousand meters. Um, a lot of people will be interested in this race because we've obviously got a very short price favourite. Unflinching is a dollar eighty, and he's ran second at his last two starts. One of them was to Inundation, who is a very nice sprinter himself. Um, but the big thing here is we see. A three kilo apprentice, Amy McLucas. Um, no real disrespect to her, but I don't really know her. I see, I see she's um, coming over from Sydney. Do you do you know much about her? Um, no, and I, I saw I saw Amy McLucas was writing. I said, "Who is that?" I had yeah, no idea same. who it was, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's a deserved favourite, but um, I couldn't take the price. He's I think he's into a dollar seventy now. Uh, he's got massive track and trip figures, which is fair enough. Like. He, deserves, he probably deserves to be that price, but it's not really a price I want to be taking after his um, after last start. Um, I guess he gets back to Mooney Valley, and that's where his best form is. But um, yeah, like there's a, there's a bit of pressure here, and and I don't think he's a horse that really copes with pressure too much. So um, especially with the the apprentice on, they might go just too quick, f- and and he might capitulate late. And a horse like Bifrost who who came off the speed at Stony Creek and, and won really well actually and, and ran a pretty big figure, um, a career peak there. It was off it was on a backup there, so I'd suggested to probably regress here, but um yeah, I, I, I just couldn't bet in this race at um I don't know. I, I unflinching's too short and I couldn't back anything to beat him. I am gonna back something to beat him. I'm gonna back the Sydney visitor. Um number three, Wade of the Stars is his name. Look his overall profile probably isn't as good as the favourite unflinching, but I think Blake Shin versus 
the three kilo apprentice here could be worth a couple lengths. Um, he comes out of a, a fast race last start. He won it. It was rated five five lengths five lengths above the all benchmark, and he actually has a really strong SP profile. Three eighty uh, SP over Vianello, four eighty second up, and then he was two dollars fifty when he went down to an Italian informant. And then he was four fifty again last start. Um, I think the fact he's drawn barrier six means. Blake Sheen will be forced not to get into that speed battle early. I think he's quite quick out of the barriers, but I think he's just going to sit third, fourth, one off the fence. And as you said, unflinching, he's a good horse, definitely a thousand meter horse, but he's been weak late on both of his both of his runs, first and second up this prep. So if he gets the speed bobbles late, I think Weight of the Stars looks a decent bet around the four dollar fifty mark. Yep, fair enough. All right, race three, we stay at a thousand meters. It's a benchmark. 70. Kotal is the favourite for Peter Moody. He could have a big day. $3.50 from Bella Solarina for 60. Jezelenko, uh, $7. Uh, unlucky to lose last start. What do we think? I gave this race about three minutes and then I gave up. I couldn't be bothered. Um, yeah. Couldn't back Kotal. Uh, couldn't back Bella Solarina. Just just a yuck race. Mare's 1,000 metre race at the Valley. Just not my sort of thing. Didn't want to bet you. No. Yeah, I definitely won't be be betting. Um, (laughs) But hopefully we can be having a bet here. I think we will line up in race four, 1,500-meter benchmark 70. And this time it is Shuffle Dancer, $1.90 for Peter Moody and Ben Malm. But everything sort of points to him. I'll I'll let you go first before I have my two cents. Yeah, Shuffle Dancer just brings superior ratings. And and her last start section suggests she's probably even a little bit better than that, a little bit better than rated. I think this should be a truly run 1,500-meter race with um, running on time, uh, a 77 um, pushing forward, and, and Tessa Law want to be thereabouts um, and field the moment as well, and and proprietary. So a lot of these horses, probably more than half the field, want to go forward. And, um, I think Shelf, I think Ben Mallon want to show some intent um, and be forward of midfield. So I think the best horse in this race will win, um, and that's her. By quite a long way, I think. Um, she's actually a full sister to Forbidden City who won at this track and trip um, only a month ago, and I expect her to be doing the same. Yeah, no, beautiful. I pretty much agree with everything you said. I don't I don't need to say too much more, but I just think everything lines up for Shuffle Dancer here. Um, she comes out of a, a solid race. She was finishing all, the t- all over the top of them at 1,400 metres. She actually got shuffled back into an awkward spot and should have even mm. finished closer. Um, Ballet Rich came out of that race and franked the form by winning last week. She was third there. And, and prior to that start, um, she beat Rackerman. We saw Rackerman run second to Flying, Temper- Flying Temptress, who's a horse that you had a decent opinion of at the mm-hmm. Valley. Um, so, yeah, everything just points towards her. She draws off for Ben Malm, gets up to 1,500 metres. And some of the boys are mentioning in the group chat, you don't actually see Ben Malm ride for Peter Moody that often anymore i think he rode black caviar yeah. back in the day a couple of times but yeah very happy with the booking yeah the other yeah one more thing to mention about this race is the betting on this horse first up over 1300 meters at bendigo it was eight out to 13 dollars and ran accordingly and then at sandown um it was back to beat rackerman and it did it, it smashed and was 12 at 12 dollars into um seven dollars and then at flemington again it was backed um six six dollars into five dollars like the Moody's obviously got an opinion on this horse, and every time the money's on, this horse runs well. And expected the money to be on again. I think they'll just. I think this. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this horse winning my four or five lengths. I think this it's got a lot on this field. Like a couple of other horses in this field, like um, uh, Proprietary, I think has got a future. But horses like Field the Moment, just no opinion, running on time. Um, I know it was 1,200 to 1,500, but the last 400 there was just disgusting at Mornington. I know it was off 38 days and it can improve, but it, it would need to improve. Um, and and test the law. I know it gets Jamie Carr first time, but it's 1,200 or 1,500 and what should be a pretty strongly run race. So Shuffle Dance is just the best horse and I, and I think she'll just be winning. Yeah. Price, what have, what have you marked at? $1.60? Yeah, $1.60. Yeah, beautiful. All right, race five is... A benchmark 78 over 2,040 metres. I was pretty keen on number two, Ain't No Deal Done, and I was happy that you were kind of with me when I messaged you right before we uh, went on air. Um, this horse is now fifth up. He comes down from Sydney where he ran really well. Um, to the eye, it might have looked like he was a little bit disappointing last start um, at Randwick, but it was actually the race shape probably just didn't really work out for him. Um, they went five and a half slow to the 600, and he came home nearly seven lengths fast last uh, 600. He was also pushed back to the fence. That was possibly not the best ground. And prior to that, he almost beat the flying right you are at Sandown. Um, the other massive tick here is he's been ridden by two apprentices, I believe, the last two, Matthew Cartwright and Zach Lloyd. He now gets a senior rider in Mark Zara goes aboard, and he draws barrier seven. And I just think you can pick holes in some of these other ones. Um, the nephew is a horse who usually gets back. He's drawn barrier one. That's a bit cast. Shannon Burge probably had his birthday last start, led in a slow race. And Aaron Bayer, I know you're sticking up for him, but he just has to he has just has to tick that two thousand meter box, I guess. He hasn't gone beyond the mile yet. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I ain't ain't no deal done. Um run to his career peak pretty much uh two back and and then was respected in the market in Sydney, and and but he was given too much to do there. Obviously, you said obviously as you said, um, running really quite quick late time, and and also um, running up the inferior ground. He goes Zach Lloyd to to Zara in what should be a truly run, two thousand and forty meters, and and he sort of gives me every indication that he'll be running somewhere near his best, and 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 his best wins this. Um, yeah, two two back. Um, the format of that race is just. So good. There's four winners out of it, um, and yeah, like the the form's good, and there's there's been a placing as well. It's just, um, yeah, and and Shandon Burge finished down the field there. It's just it's such an easy bet, I think. Um, and Aaron Bay as well. Um, followed the exact same preparation to peak on a quick turnaround last preparation, and and should do this should do that that again here twenty. 2,440 meters looks right for him at this stage of his career. And um, yeah, I'm sort of taking on a few in this race. I'm taking on Shandon Burge. Um, cop to complete PR. I don't think I don't think it'll go any better than that. I, I've got it going better than its last start run. And, and that's just being generous just because I didn't want to disrespect the market too much. Um, like Highland Jack's in the market. Like how of a PR last start... Um, independent road I could entertain but they sniffed last start from a wide barrier so I sort of think they're going to do the same and and the nephew whose favourite currently is um, like I think last start was its chance it was a 14 days with the blinkers on back and trip um, it draws one here and it's a P-Pain horse drawn one and it doesn't have much gate speed so um, I was happy Just. to oppose it at the price yeah yeah and 
Yeah, there's good enough speed here. Prospectus wants to go forward. Independent Road could potentially go forward, but they could sneak. I'm not sure. Shandon Burge wants to go forward. Aaron Bay wants to go forward. Um, yeah, like it's a. I think this would be strongly enough run, and and yeah. But the the thing that sort of points me towards these horses is just the, um, just their ratings. Like they they they're good horses compared to these horses who are. Uh, like that, the, the, these two horses, their best, um, their best wins this, and that the best is better than the other horses. And I think these other horses have leveled out, and and there's a, there are pointers suggesting that these two horses are are going to go to a, a pretty good level on Saturday. So I was happy to be with both of them. But the obvious query with Aaron Bay is the jockey, but it, sh- it should go forward. So I'm not too worried. Yeah. Yeah, no surprises there. The number one and number two, Saddlecoff, back in the best horses in the race. We go to race yeah. six, 1,200 metres. It's a benchmark, 64. Um, but there are there is a horse at the top of the market who could be a little bit better than this grade. His name is Ice Pick Nick, number two, and you're pretty keen he can get back to the valley and get back to winning ways. Yeah, I looked at this race and um, I just saw uh, Mooney Valley... Uh, track and trip figure Jamie Carr first time I think the market will steam this horse it's like it's it's such an easy bet to have um first up it was just like it was testing ground in a pretty fast run race and then and then 42 days off in Samuni Valley in a stop starty race and that doesn't suit horses um and and now um three weeks between runs or I'm, I'm pretty sure 21 days between runs um, twelve hundred meters. I think it should lead this, and I think it's better than these. And I think the market steams, and I think it's too good. Um, this is like if you if you put this horse first up into this race, this horse would be about at two dollars sixty, and and you can easily just pen the last two runs. I think so. Um, yeah, just a pretty easy bet to have. Harbin is a decent horse, but like uh, Stockdale. Yeah, inside gate. Not didn't really want to be with it. Then Celine Gorge is on the Haas. It's like I'm, I'm basically betting Jamie Carr to beat Stockdale's Gorgery and a couple others. So I'm pretty pretty happy to be with Ice Picnic here. I think it's probably probably the best bet on the day on on Saturday. Yeah, I kind of agree. I don't think this three dollars seventy is probably gonna hang around. Mm. Um, last start she was actually um, sorry he was actually really unlucky. Um, and surely this time around, Jamie just takes luck out of the equation and goes straight to the front because that's exactly what he did when he won really impressively um, over 1,200 metres at his second career start. Mm. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and it, it, wasn't, all, it all just lines up. Yeah, it, it wasn't It wasn't like that was a, a one-off either. It, it uh, He backed that figure up at its next start at Caulfield, went unlucky behind Midwest off 29 days and then, and then got out to 1,400 metres and ran a decent figure there. But wasn't suited up to fourteen hundred meters, so um, like he could he could run up to his best and and just win this by three to four, or he could run up to a little bit like just a little bit better than last start and and still be and still beating them. <laughs> yeah. and you're yeah. getting three seventy, so it's a pretty comfortable bet. I think that's pretty easy bet to have. I thought. Yeah, I agree. It's it's best form is just better than these. Like that Vovis mm. Gold Dash it ran in had the likes of Midwest Scissor Step Jigsaw in it. Like, mm. what price some of those horses here in a benchmark sixty four? Yeah, and a, and a cop to Linda there with a, a tricky map, and it wasn't leading. Um, but Jamie Carr from a wide draw should just roll across them. It's just better than these horses, I think. Yeah, prayers up. All right, race seven is a benchmark eighty four over twelve hundred meters. 
Dancer Dubai was impressive winner on New Year's Eve at the Valley. She is $3 favourite from Bill the Boxer, unbeaten uh, two out of two, second up. Picaro, $6.50, Sacred Palace, $12. And Uncle Lindsay has stripped back at $13. Where do you want to go here? Oh, sorry, I should mention Exeter. The boys, the mailbag boys <laughs> and a couple of the boys, a couple of our mates, um, led by Tyson Adrian. Number nine, Exeter, is $19. He's a bit of a valley specialist. He ran third to dance at Dubai last start. He probably just needs to find a couple of lengths to, to be in the frame again. Yeah, his career peaks at at, um, at Mooney Valley, yeah. actually. So yeah. at the track and trip. So he's got something there, but that was almost a year and a half ago now. So, but anyway, um, dance at Dubai, I'm taking on, what price is it now? Two, $2, three, $3, something like three that. Three bucks. Yeah. Two ninety yeah, three bucks. Yeah, it ran a career peak last start. Um, it was a really good ride by Carlene, but um, I wouldn't be betting on her to, to give it another good ride. Let's just say that. And um, <laughs> She actually is. I was just looking at the stats before. She's 14% yeah, she's for her last 50, and she's her normal career average is 9%, so she's going better than average. Yeah, she, she's going well, but it's just... I don't know. I don't really want to be betting her here. Bill the Boxer um, was good. Off a really slow tempo, worked home really well in some of the fastest splits of the day at Terang. But I just thought maybe one more and then that's the time to back him. So I hope he runs poorly here so I can back him next start. <laughs> and then that just leaves me with horses like Picargo and I don't want to back South Australian form. And then and then you look down the page and you see Stripped Back who started $5 against Sai and Jungle Jim who was back to win um, last Saturday, running and, and he ran a massive figure at Warnable first up, run to his career best, dropped second up off 35 days, now third up. Lindsay Smith third up is profitable. Third up here, I think he runs close to his best. Like, if he runs to his best, I've got him like a $3 chance here. I, I don't want to have him a $3 chance here. So I've I've got him $5.50 um, and, and with some like improvement um, to come, I guess you could say. I, I guess- don't know. The thing um, that listeners will be wondering is what actually happened last start. Nothing. I don't he, care. He was he was a bit disappointed. Yeah. Well, I I don't really care about that. He he was just, just he just put in a bad one. He yep, was a thirty day thirty eight days. He just put in a bad one. Um, things like that can happen. He was second up. He was a bit flat. I don't know. Third yep. up. He get if he get if he runs up to somewhere near his best, then he's he's probably the best horse in this race. Just about. He's yeah, just no, about like got it. the best. His his first up run rating is um, better than anything Dancer Dubai has ever done, and that was one start ago. Mm. And Dancer Dubai is three dollar favorite, and Strip Back is fourteen dollars. So it's just such an easy bet, I thought. And um, Moody Valley is probably a bit sticky for him, but twelve hundred meters on a good track um, with a decent decent amount of speed. I thought it was a pretty easy bet. Beautiful, yeah, I could definitely come with you there. Um, it looks, mm. and it's not like the rating's turns... not real because he's because he's done it three times. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've backed him a couple of times, and mm. he's definitely a good horse when he's on. Hopefully, he can turn it around. All right, race mm. eight is a benchmark uh, 100, 1600 meter race, and little fun fact: um, Hayes Camp actually uh, contacted me last week and said this might be Sosie Bond's last race. So, could you name the race? Really? Hopefully? Yeah. But it won't be. Um, they were oh, thinking good. about it, but but the ownership group have said no. We want to keep racing, which makes sense given he beat Explosive Jack last night. <laughs> He's not going bad. Um, 
No, he's, he's going fine, isn't he? Um, yeah, but this does, does look quite a competitive race. There are four horses under double figures. We start with Savannah Cloud, absolutely flying this horse at the top of the market, $4.40. Pounding is the equal favourite, four forty as well. Munamek has been up a long time, but does he have another big win left in him? He's $5. Corner pocket, $6. We know he only knows one way. Uh, a session, $10. Sosibon, $12. And Biometric, $13. Did you have a lane yeah. No, I had no idea what to do in this race. And Savannah Cloud just keeps running well. Um, I remember I backed him. Was it? No, we both backed him. Was it first up? Was it? No, yeah. second up. Yeah, when he won it. No. What was it? It was like a country race, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Geelong. Geelong fourth up. It was Geelong. Up, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After, a, after a backed nature strip in the, in the VRC sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in and he fell in. Mind. He fell in under the Stockdale, and now he's just mm. gone bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, he keeps racing well. He's just so consistent. You keep, like every time I see him go around, he goes like, he goes around like every two weeks, and you just think, When's he going to fall off? But mm. he, he he keeps racing well, so and he's and he's learned to race. Benefit of the doubt. He's learned to race on speed the last, yeah, you know, yeah, this preparation, exactly right. which has been a huge tick. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I could end up coming with him down on fifty three kilos. Going to get the absolute yeah. gun run again, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but he's up. He's up in grade. Like this is a, probably the the toughest race. Like he's probably the. Nah, uh, nah. I don't know. But he's he's pretty. Uh, I don't want to say he's the best. No, he's not the best horse in this race. But he's corner like his ratings, huh? Corner pocket's the best horse, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, corner pocket's the best horse in this race. But that 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 last race he comes to is just a yeah. It was a bunch finish, bit of a disgusting race. He can go better than that, but he'd want to. Mm. Um, that was just not much of a race, and he fell in there. Um, and yeah, Sosibon. Mark Zara on, I don't know. I, I, I highly doubt that Sosibon runs up to his figure last start. Um, and then Munamek, Munamek raced well last start, but again, not sure. Uh, just, a, just a race I just didn't want to be involved in. I, I, a sort of horse I want to watch is Explosive Jack because he's, he's a really yeah. nice horse. Maybe they want to build him up towards a Sydney Cup or something like that, but um, he's been off for a while. I think he... He had an accident in a, a water walker, I think. But um Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, he won he won three derbies. He's a really good horse. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely a keen watch on him, but mm. um they won't be trying to win with him on Saturday, I doubt Celine Gaudre on two yeah. short sixteen hundred meters. Um all right, that's it for race eight. We'll go to race nine to wrap it up. It is it's a mile and it's a benchmark 70 and it doesn't get any easier. Number 15, Hennessy Lad is the $5 favourite from Euro Dandy, 550. Shock him over, 850. Three and four pence, 850. I'm a Shelby, 10. Caesar, 10. Tezza, 11. And Regal Asmon, 12. Um, I thought there was I thought there was a little bit of value in the price of three and four pence if Jamie Carr can go forward this time around. If you watch the replay out of this horse's last start, um, he was a tragedy, really, and he got back in the field with Craig Williams. We saw last prep, he can settle a lot more handy to the speed, and I do like the jockey booking going from uh, Willow to, to Carr. Drawn three, so she will have to get him out of the out of the barriers, but look, he doesn't have a terrific winning strike rate, and I know the, the last race he comes out of didn't rate awfully well, but he usually does improve second up. He's twice a winner second up, so hopefully if he shows improvement, um, goes forward, takes luck out of the equation, then 
$8.50 isn't a bad price. Did you have anything? Um, yeah, I didn't mind Hennessy Lad. I'd probably need to do a bit more work on this race, but Hennessy Lad, um, I think he improves here. He, the market was um, sort of told second up um, last start. He, they just wanted to smash Papillion Club, but he didn't run poorly there. He regressed second up, so he, I think he'll go to a peak here third up. Um, he can be on speed from, from gate two and... And yeah, I think he's a he's a lightly raced horse, going somewhere. While while as the, the rest of these horses, are yeah. sort of, he's found, the progressive one. Yeah, and and the other horse in this race that I didn't mind, I've actually probably probably might back actually is San Fabrizio. It's third up here for Waller. Yep. Um, gets Mick D barrier eight. Um, not the worst I thought. It it, it was um, it was actually raced in um Hong Kong for a Hong bit. Kong, his comeback. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, it's it's raced in it raced in France and it came to Australia, raced here for a bit. It went to Hong Kong and it's back in Australia. So, it's been around. Um, it, it actually ran really well behind Vermentino over um twelve hundred meters first up and then regressed second up behind Obfuscation. It was back to there, which was interesting, sixteen to eleven dollars. So I think third up. I don't think it's the worst worst idea ever back in this horse. I've got it about half the price it is. If the price is still twenty six dollars, is that right? Um, Roughly. Yep, yep, $23 on tab. So, yeah, you could definitely yep. still get 26s. Yep. Yeah, I think that's not the worst idea in the world. Um, yeah, but but if I had to if I had to choose and I had to bet, you'd pro- I'd probably say uh, Hennessy Lad and San Fabrizio, small. Yep. Yep. Too good. All right. Um, I've just got a couple. They've actually got racing at Chartin on Saturday, so we know when it's mm-hmm. on a Saturday Chartin, it's usually not a great program, and that's no different. But there are a couple Class 2s that I have a bit of interest in. The first of those is Race 1. There's a horse by the name of Superwind Dragon, and he's done nothing but win this preparation. He is 3 from 3 um, on the all-weather. He's absolutely loving it, and he beat he actually beat Campione last start. That was the horse we backed. Um, this horse started favourite, I believe, in front of Campione, and he was just a little bit too good. There wasn't much between them, but this horse had the light weight. Um, look, he obviously rises at the weight now, but he draws barrier one. He actually goes Matthew Chadwick to Vincent Ho. That's definitely a, a jockey upgrade. Um, and if he can just sneak through, sneak runs along the rail, I think he'll be hard to hold out yet again. It's only a small field, so fingers crossed he's not getting held up or anything like that. And then in race three... Uh, there's a horse by the name of Beauty Live, number six, who gets Zach Purton back aboard. Um, this horse was ridden by Karis Teton last start and came from a long way back. Um, look, I just think Zach, when he chooses these types of horses, he just gets it bang on so many times. We get little running glories in this race, number two, but he has to shoulder the 61 kilos. Um, he's quite a small horse. I, I, I think that might be a little bit of a problem for him. Number one, excellent proposal is probably the best horse in the race at his best, but he also has to shoulder 61, and he's just completely in the wilderness. Um, so yeah, Beauty Live, 55.5 kilos. I think he's the progressive one in the race, stepping up to 1,600 metres, looks a good bet, um, and he'll just have to run down the three all for St. Paul's. Have you got anything else around the country? Um, yeah, actually I do. Um, prices aren't out yet, but the Camperdown Cup is on Saturday. Right I don't know. Um, Wright and Rose is actually racing in it, and I don't know what price they go up, but if it's... Uh, hold on, let me double-check what price I've got up. Um, 
Uh, yeah, if it's anything, I want to say above 230, then it's a bet. Yeah, Sweet I think nice. I'll go forward. Just forgive last start, and then I think it's a. I think I think he was just, he was just put in a pretty awkward spot last start, and they went really 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 fast. Um, and he was sort of he was probably a little bit too far back, and he tried, and Stackhouse tried to make a move between the eight and the four, and it just didn't work, especially around the valley, when when the leaders are going at it flat out, um, and, and going really fast. So it's hard to make ground in those sort of situations, and. If he, if he can just sort of sit forward of mid uh, forward of uh, sit forward, um, maybe leaders back or or maybe even leading, then I don't think they'll see which way he goes because I think he's just better than these. Yeah, too good. Um, mm. There is one more jurisdiction to mention over in New Zealand. They've got the Karaka Million Day. Um, Tiako is absolutely flying at the moment, but uh, and they're probably going to dominate again. Race two, the Westbury Classic, number one in Paratries, steps up to 1,400 metres, and she will be winning again. She's about $1.50, but she does look a good banker. Um, she obviously beat last start Babylon, Berlin, and Levante. That form was held up again last week when they quenelled the group one again. So she'll be winning. Barrier two, Opie Bosson. And then in the three-year-old Classic, the Karaka Million three-year-old Classic, there are two horses at the top of the market jostling for favoritism. Number one is Wild Knight for Tiakao, and number nine is Legato. I think I'll be backing Legato. I think she is quite special. She is five out of five, um, and I think she can continue on her winning ways. Um, yeah, obviously those Group Ones over there aren't a, aren't really Group One standard, but I think she can just keep notching them up. And yeah, that's the little New Zealand double I'd be having. Right. 35 36 minutes at the moment it's anything else yeah no. nice and short we don't have Nick um, talking so that, that keeps it short yeah <laughs> <laughs> and honestly Sydney was like usually we do preview Sydney but I had a look at Sydney and it's it's dead set horrible so I, I don't think I'm even going to give Sydney the time of day um, we'll just do a quick podcast Molly, just myself and you mm. give us your best bet well, can I do can I do Flemington and Mooney Valley? Because oh, Nick's sure. not here. Sure, sure you can. <laughs> All right, um, I'll do uh, Smile and Wave Flemington, and I'll do uh, I'll do Ice Picnic on Mooney Valley for Saturday. All right, so that means I'll punch in Shuffle Dancer. So that should give you about eighteen dollars for the multi. Hopefully, we can get one up because we're bloody due. I tell you that. Jew, um, <laughs> Jew, we are absolutely Jew. All right, yeah. let's wrap up there. We'll keep it nice and short for the punters. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you back here next week for the big Australia Stakes Day meeting at the Valley. Sweet, see ya. Riding in the drop top at the top down, so you're switching lanes, girl. Pull up to the red light, looking right, come and let me get your name, girl. Tell me where you're from, what you do, what you like, let me pick your brain, girl. And tell me how they got that pretty little face on that pretty little frame, girl. But let me show you around, let me take you out, bet you we can have some fun, girl. Cause we can do it fast, fast, slow, whichever way you want to run, girl. But let me buy you drinks, better yet, rings, do it how you want it done, girl. And who would have thought that you could be the one? Cause I, I can't.
Gotta show you that I'm the one, girl. Well, I'ma figure out each and every night. I know how to do it insane, girl. 'Cause I can make it hot, make it stop, make you wanna say my name, girl. Come on, baby, please, 'cause I'm on my knees, can't get you off my brain, girl. But who would have thought that you could be the one? 'Cause I, I can't wait to fall in love. Can't wait to fall in love.